everyone. This is Michelle with Mishmash. How's everyone doing today? I hope wonderful. I hope great. I feel like I've been in a cocoon. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's my best explanation. Like, how do I even explain? Just like, I just... I don't know everything's felt kind of dreamy like I haven't really experienced anything I haven't really been doing anything I haven't been on Facebook too much a little bit on Twitter um, oh, a smidge on Instagram but like I don't know I haven't been watching YouTube I haven't been watching too much of anything I have watched this documentary which I'm gonna get into in a little bit but like I feel like I've been kind of closed off and I've been just in this holding space of like nothingness and I'm I don't like not bad uh not necessarily positive but I'm starting to feel like it's just like um a period of growing because I feel like I've just been like opening my mind more about things and my husband yesterday today I don't know (laughs) I don't know he sent me a text kind of talking about um, this person on reddit was trying to decide if they wanted to send their kids to school for two days a week or be a hundred percent online and uh, he does a great breakdown of his thought process and just answers some, I don't want to say answers, but I guess answers. I'm trying to think of a better word, but nothing's really coming to me. My mind isn't totally working. It's not off, but it's not totally there either. <laughs> but um, he just answers some common Responses when it comes to the fear of coronavirus. And in general, I've been like, fuck the coronavirus. This is all just like trying to get us all scared. This is just like, like it's not a big deal. It's not what, what they're making it out to be. And I've really had a very hard time understanding the other side of, of people who are very, very terrified. Now, I understand that they are, and to me, like, immediately you get my my sympathy because I don't like people being in, in fear. Like, that's a shitty place to operate from, and anxiety and all this, but I really didn't understand, you know, beyond that. Um, but I'm kind of going to go over some of the things that stood out to me that gave me a much better understanding um so and I'm not going to read the whole thing this is on reddit so you could probably look for it I don't know but I'm sure there's a way to find it (laughs) um so one of the things he brought up was that people say children only die 0.0016 of the time which that is not something I have ever used as an argument I mean at least not for children specifically I do 
say and feel like it has a 99% survival rate. So why are you worried about it? Like you're likely going to survive this. It's okay. You know what I mean? I, I'll be honest, I didn't think about the children because my understanding is that it doesn't really infect the children that much. So I kind of felt like they're fine. That's not a concern. Um, I don't know. Honestly, that's where I was coming from. <laughs> so, so to me, this argument initially, like right out the gate, I'm like, I wouldn't. And I don't know how you could ever be like, children only die, you know, this small percentage like that, like that's fine. And I do understand that death happens. That's kind of how I operate. Like that's my rationale for it in general. Like I said, like death is going to happen. Like, you know, you can't really escape that but I don't know for children I feel differently and I've said this before I'm really really overprotective when it comes to children so to me one is like enough that's that's good enough done I I will I don't know I'll add more on to that after I go through everything but yeah just know that right off the gate this argument is um terrible <laughs> but um his response was first conceding we're in an increasingly morally bankrupt society but when when did we start talking about children's lives or anyone's lives like this this is how the villain in movies talks about more mortality usually 10 to 15 minutes before the good guy kills him if you're in this camp and i acknowledge that many many people are i'm asking you to consider that number from a slightly different angle um, the school he's talking about has uh, 189,000 children. 0.0016 of that is 302. 302 dead children are the Calvary Hill you're erecting your argument on. So let's agree to do this. Stop presenting this as a data point. If this is your argument, I challenge you to have courage equal to your conviction. Go ahead, plant a flag on the on the internet and say only three. <laughs> Sorry, because this is crazy. Um, but I'm certain there's many people who would do this. Um, go ahead, plant a flag on the internet and say only 302 children will die. No one will. I, I disagree. I think a lot of people would. That's the kind of action on social media that gets you fired from your job. And I trust our social media enclave isn't so careless and irresponsible with life that it would even for a millisecond, enter any of your minds to make such an argument. Consider, consider it another way. You're presented with a bag full of $189,001 bills. You're told that in the bag are 302 random bills. They look and feel just the same like all the others, but each one of those bills will kill you. Do you take the money out of the bag? I mean, a good point. Like, I... I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I would really consider it. And I don't know if I have an actual answer to that, to be fair. But I'm leaning towards no, I wouldn't. Um, but then again, I'm like, <laughs> maybe this is just my mentality. I'm like, but it's most more likely that I wouldn't come across that. So let me just grab. <laughs> I mean, if it's just that I grab those dollar bills to keep, no, not for, you know, I, I don't have huge hands, so I wouldn't be grabbing that much. But if it's just like, 
if I get to grab some and don't get killed, I get the whole 189,000. I might take that chance. Um, just to argue, okay? <laughs> I'm like, why would I even say that? I'm like, just because I like to argue and whatever. Present my point of view, I guess. Um, same argument applied to the 12,487 teachers in the school. Uh, using the children's multiplier of 0.0016, all of us understanding the adult mortality rate is higher. That's 20 teachers. That's the number we're talking about. It's very easy to sit behind a keyboard and diminish and dismiss the risk you're advocating other people assume. Take a breath and think about that. If you want to advocate for two days... Hold on, I think this is just specific to the school. Okay, but it, he's basically like, don't think like this when it comes to that argument. You have to think more logically, I guess. Like, don't think in just percentages because that can kind of fool you. If you think more in like the actual numbers, you'll kind of have a better understanding of what you're really dealing with. And then you can kind of gauge from there how you really feel about it or if it's worth the risk. Um, that's basically what he's saying. Um, which I agree with. Um, I don't know. I think I want to go over everything all at once because my feeling about coronavirus kind of has all of these things tied together. Um, not one thing separately. Um, so the next point he says, or uh, the next argument he's arguing against um, says hardly any kids get COVID. And he says, yes, that is st- statistically true as of this writing, but it is a cherry picked argument because you're leaving out an important piece. One can reasonably argue due to the school closures in March, children have had the least exposure to exposure to COVID. In other words, closing schools, closing schools was the, was the one pandemic mitigation action we took that worked there can be no discussion of the rate of diagnosis within children without also acknowledging they were among our fastest and most quarantined people that's true Um, put another way you cannot cite the effect without acknowledging the cause the flu kills more people every year First of all, no, it doesn't. Per the CDC, United States flu deaths average 20,000 annually. COVID, when I start writing here today, has killed 133,420 people in six months. And when you mention the flu, uh, I'm not going to get into that part either. I think, I I just think that first part is um, interesting and it is accurate. I looked that up just to be sure, because to be honest, I hadn't looked up, (laughs) I hadn't looked up the actual data um, or maybe data's changing. Cause I'm like, I swear to God, I saw something on it. Like I don't usually just do like word of mouth and I believe it. Um, in general, I'm like, is that true? And I look it up and I might find something that either corroborates that or, um, shows that that is false. And I feel like I really definitely saw something, um, online that said I mean of course you can find anything online to say whatever you wanted the fuck to say so I don't know and that was 
a while ago. I can barely remember yesterday, let alone like months ago. So I don't know. But I did look that up to see if that is true. Um, COVID definitely kills more than the flu. I was under the presumption that that is false. So I now see that that is true. I'm confused now. Anyway, (laughs) um, almost everyone recovers. Um, And this is really important. You're confusing released from the hospital and no longer infected with recovered. I'm fortunate to to only know two people who have had COVID, one my age and one my dad's age. The one my age described it as absolute hell. And although no one although no longer infected cannot breathe right the one my dad's age was in the hospital for 13 weeks had to have a trach I think (laughs) T-R-A-C-H trach ring put in because she no longer she could no longer be on the ventilator and upon finally getting home and being faced with incalculable time in rehab told my mother I wish I had died Uh, while I'm making every effort to reach objectivity on this particular point you don't know what the fuck you're talking about I can concede to that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to that I would and did assume like you survive you're good Um, I did not consider if there's any other you know, lasting effects beyond that or how truly terrible it is during. Um, And that's fair. I haven't had anybody that had it. The argument that I would always get, you know, get back at me when I was like, you know, the survival rate, the survival rate was just like, I'm totally forgetting. (laughs) I'm telling you, my brain is like, it's getting there and then it like stops for a second so like I don't remember what I was gonna say but um it just wouldn't whatever the argument was that I was thinking of it just wouldn't persuade me I'm like no okay like that's not even an argument which is meaningless to you guys because you don't even know what the hell I'm talking about um but you know to be fair I, I don't know anybody with that. One second. Sorry, that was my phone. So yeah, I just... Anyway, my point is, I... I, No, okay, sorry. (laughs) The point was always like, you don't you you don't know anybody ha- that has died or you if you died you would feel differently and i'm like no i wouldn't because i understand that with any other disease or anything honestly there's people that are going to die so just because someone i know dies does not mean that you know this is more of a threat which i still stand by however i will say the point of me not knowing anybody who's had it or me not having it I don't know what it is like to have it so I couldn't fucking speak on how terrible it is I just can't you know um if the grocery store workers can be on site what are the teachers afraid of 
a grocery store worker who absolutely risks exposure has either six feet of space or a plexiglass shield between them and individual adult customers who can grasp their own mortality, whose transactions can be completed in moments in a 40,000 square foot feet space. A teacher is with 11 quote unquote customers who have not who have not an inkling what mortality is for 45 minutes in a 675 square feet square foot right i don't know how you say it <laughs> space six times a day and i think that's just you know my husband actually brought that point up to me and i was like oh, that's a good point i have nothing to say against that like <laughs> that's true <laughs> um but those are the, the points that really stuck out to me and i i just thought it was really interesting I mean, what I said to my husband is I totally, no, I can't say that I totally get it, but I get it so much better than I have ever previously. <clears throat> and I'm like, I still believe what I believe, right? Like, I don't think it's a big deal. I think the media is absolutely trumping, trumping it up. Um, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to say that there's not I can't say that it's nothing that's not what I'm saying when I say it's not a big deal what I'm saying it's not a big deal is I just don't think I think the media is trumping it up basically is what I'm trying to say you know I also think that the way it's being handled is fucking terrible what's the right way I don't have an answer for that like I it's not in my wheelhouse to even comprehend what the right way would be to handle something of this magnitude um but at least now i have a better understanding of that and more of a respect for those who feel like this is the right thing and who you know are like masks are necessary and social distancing is necessary you know like all those things that i was kind of like poo-pooing and like you know that's dumb that's dumb i don't get it why it's dumb um now I get it. I have a better understanding. I have a respect for it. I still hate it, you know? Um, and like I said, I don't think this is the way to deal with it. Um, what I will also say, and this is what I brought up to my husband, is like, in America, our healthcare is complete trash. And there are so many people who do not go to the doctor. And who knows what those people have so while they're saying it i mean this is layered so like they say you don't have to wear a mask if you're not like you medically need to not wear it first of all the social pressure is there so heavily and i mean the stores most stores aren't really abiding by that as far as i understand and maybe i'm wrong it could just be your mileage may vary when it comes to that but at the very least like this the, the social implications of not wearing a mask is like heavy people are really judging you people will really hate you people will make comments to you um because you're not wearing a mask having no idea if there is a valid reason for you to not be wearing one and on top of that like i was saying um 
there might be a lot of people who might have valid medical reasons to not wear a mask and not even know it because they are not going to the doctor. And I mean that in the physical sense and I mean that in a mental and emotional sense because I mean like I can only speak for myself but I also can I don't know I guess because I feel this when I'm wearing a mask I have an idea a very small idea at least of how others might feel who maybe don't have a medical reason right and it could be worse than what I feel or the same or maybe it's at a smaller degree but still very troublesome and I know for me I get panic attacks I get severe anxiety I fucking can't breathe I literally can't breathe I had to stop shopping at Walmart completely because they don't actually have air conditioner on so it's like disgustingly humid super super hot and on top of not being able to breathe I mean just honestly (laughs) talking about it I'm like kind of freaking out a bit like I really will freak out in the store and like the only thing that stops it is that when I take the mask off and I'm like okay I can breathe I'm okay like otherwise I'm really gonna shut down there um and actually you know like my family has been with me and if I don't take it off maybe it's a little more crowded and I'm like I can't really take it off then I'm rushing and I'm just trying to fly through the store and get the fuck out really quick and I can't do the shopping I need to do um like I said that's just on a smaller scale and that's me understanding that I have anxiety not diagnosed by a doctor that's not something that people would see or even know but that if I don't have my fucking mask on people got something to say people will give me looks I don't care about the looks so much but you know and I (laughs) I have noticed that like at times I have gone into stores without a mask the next time I go there's a lot more personnel around the doors and stuff watching so I'm like okay um I just want people to be a little more mindful and I'm so appreciative of this post because I'm like that really helped me be more mindful and more understanding and more open-minded the shit that I just really didn't understand and didn't really give much I mean, I'll be fair and say that I didn't give much thought to it, but I have thought about it. I just could not understand, and now I I do. I get it. So, I don't know. Maybe that'll help those also who might not understand. Maybe you'll have a better understanding as well. But in general, we all just need to like, be more open-minded, be more uh, thoughtful and mindful and loving towards each other whether we you know see things the same or not really is what it comes down to and so the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about um actually I'm gonna pause for a minute I'm gonna take a quick break and come back. Okay, I'm back. So I just, I'm recording on my 
computer and I have shorter recording time than on my phone, but my phone's charging. So I'm just going to do the second part here, which is about this documentary I watch called Wild Wild Country. It's on Netflix. I generally don't watch much of anything outside of YouTube, but like I said, I haven't really been watching YouTube. I haven't found anything interesting to watch. Um, and this was the only thing on my queue that wasn't really dark and depressing. So, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, let's check it out. Um, and if you don't know what it's about, it's about this, um, <laughs> like they kind of they're presented as a cult kind of but they're not a cult they're kind of a community a spiritual community um from an india that came here to america in oregon to create kind of um, a paradise kind of an oasis uh, a community um where i don't know just that's more based on their spiritual um teachings and in and what do you call it opinions no insights whatever you want to call it my brain's not getting the word right <laughs> um and it just kind of it follows the story of how it kind of all falls apart um i didn't find it to be particularly good um but what's interesting actually kind of for me personally I was like I didn't find it to be good because they do all of this build up all this setup um and I'm waiting for you know like a more in-depth look of everything that went wrong because I feel like there was a real in-depth look of how things got to where they went left but there wasn't a lot of a spotlight on things going left right like I don't know I didn't I didn't feel like there was that same attention to it um and I wanted I don't it just left it feeling kind of like empty where there was a lot of build up a lot of build up and then it was just like yeah and then everything (laughs) like it explains in detail how everything got to this place where it got really bad and then when it got really bad they're like yeah and things just fell apart and yeah that's it that sucks huh you know and I was like oh okay (laughs) like I felt like they were putting the bad guys in a good light and not really showing the full story kind of I guess you know and I know documentary really does or very few do but to me it was so unsatisfying um but I guess a lot of people feel differently and they kind of felt like um it was very fair uh and balanced I don't know I didn't feel that um so I don't know it just kind of stuck with me though because I think it kind of hit a chord because I'm like someone as someone very very spiritual I could easily see myself getting caught up in that whole community and I kind of had questions like I guess that's why I really wanted a more in-depth look because I saw how things got to where they were went wrong but I wanted to see I guess explored more why and what 
the real reasoning for things that happened and like what exactly went wrong I wanted to know what exactly went wrong you know I just wanted to study it more I guess so I looked online to kind of you know kind of get some reviews from other people um and see what else them what other information that might be and I have come across some people who were in that community during that time and back to reddit <laughs> um actually there's the art an article but it's an ama on reddit um and i got this from uh blog.usejournal.com slash what wild what wild wild country didn't say 57 questions answered by a teenage rajneesh param resident Okay, very long <laughs> but you can search that um, or look on reddit for it uh, I found it really really interesting and I really love this guy's take on uh, everything that ha- or insight on everything that happened and again I'm just gonna kind of go through some of the things that he said that just kind of really hit me or was really interesting to me um, and I'm not gonna go into super detail about everything because it's generally, it's mostly just general, like, life things that I found really interesting. So, this first one, maybe the lasting effect on me is to make, is to make me more wary of things revolving around spirituality. I think that word has been so abused over the years by so many factions, it lacks any real meaning anymore. There's nothing spiritual about an organization that hides the molestation of thousands of children. I'm talking about the Catholic Church, not Rajneesh. I hate fucking saying this word. Rajneesh Buram. I think I got it. In the same way that there's nothing spiritual about poisoning people in order to have your political agenda succeed, which, um, just a note in case you haven't watched it, that is what they did (laughs) they uh, were poisoning people of the town who were trying to kick them out um, to help save their community basically without getting into too much detail this means to uh, the means to an end matters and so much horror has been committed in the name of one god or another it just gets me worked up and angry and I loved I love, love, love that quote. Um, it kind of makes me want to cry because I feel like people, people always say that, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people actually say <laughs> the ends justify the means, but I think an equal amount of people say that they don't, but then their actions kind of show that they do feel like that's the case and it's confusing to me and I don't feel like that's the case but I just I don't know there's been so many times I would sit and wonder like to to get to get the ideal world that we want or even situation let's say job or or family or whatever whatever goals that you have but I always I'm always thinking about how to have the world that I want in the in, in this world 
I swear to God, <laughs> terrible phrasing, but you know what I mean. Um, like, is there a way to do that lovingly and peacefully without immorality? I've kind of come to the conclusion that I guess no, but I have a hard time accepting that as an actual answer, but I haven't seen it done. Um, And then I will sit there and wonder, like, maybe that's true. Maybe, you know, it's the, it's, it's the product that matters, not how you get there. But I also, that doesn't, sit well with me either you know I don't know I just I've put a lot of thought into it and like I've never been able to come up with an answer other than there has to be a way I just don't know how I also don't know how to change the world either but I want to um or at least have a better life and it's not like my life is terrible but I just have this idea of what life should be and I think that's the other thing that kind of really struck a chord with me in this documentary because the world the community they were trying to create it is exactly what I foresee for us you know what I would want for us as a society as a world as a country as a whatever you know and um I found it disappointing that they couldn't make it work and it was like well why couldn't it work I I think a lot of people were also feeling that a lot of questions were asking like do you think that this could have worked and he's kind of like there's it was kind of doomed from the start um um just because of how they got the land how they were able to get to America and have the a place to be um which you know perhaps that's true but i don't know if that's you know like is it possible in general could someone else do it but do it in the right way i'm gonna say yes that's kind of the one thing i did take away although he brought up another good point <laughs> where it's like i don't know you're just always gonna have good people you're gonna have bad people you're gonna have good experiences you're gonna have bad experiences and there's no real way around that and it's like okay so you're in let's say you do create this beautiful community and it's not corrupt it's not immoral but maybe you're gonna have bad eggs you're gonna have people who you know despite their beliefs or or you know maybe they don't believe it at all they just have ill intentions from the get-go like things will go awry and then how you handle it from there I don't know I think that's interesting that's interesting to think about that's something I'll probably put a lot of thought into later um but I just loved I love that quote that the means to an end matters it does it really does like you can't say it's okay to murder to rape to steal you know just to get to xyz you know to get to that place because then it's tainted and i mean honestly once you're doing these immoral things you're never gonna get to that better place not really you know so 
I liked that. Um, and I just thought the whole thing was interesting. Um, I think a lot of things are done in the name of spirituality, in the name of God, in the name of embetterment. Is that a word? Did I just make that up? I don't know. But um, I think that's why it's so important to see both sides and to see things in gray rather than in black and white because it's really easy to get caught up in that. Especially if you're thinking about the ends, right? You're thinking about the goal. You're thinking about what you want and how important it is. And it's so easy to get lost. Like, oh, this detail doesn't matter. This detail doesn't matter. I'm trying to get to that big thing, but it all matters. You know, it all fucking matters. Um, I don't know. Just interesting to think about. And I really like that. Um, The other thing he says... The one thing I always tell people that still makes me sad today is that everyone would tell us kids how lucky we were because we had so many um, quote unquote parents. We were the children of the commune. The reality of how that played out Uh, is actually feeling like I didn't have any parent I had a boss and I had people I would go to if I had if I had gotten in trouble I went to a cafeteria to get food etc but none of these people were my parent I just thought that was really interesting because I kind of wondered how that worked out and um a little more backstory to that in case you don't know or I mean even if you watch the documentary it doesn't really say uh this is something I just kind of found out through him and uh something else I read but they kind of had the kids separate (laughs) in their own little thing so like a family would get there and let's say it's a family husband wife two kids whatever then the parents would go off into their own like a little adult section and the kids will go off to like a kid's he kind of described it as a dorm uh to a kid's section and that's it he was like some there were some weeks where kids didn't see their parents at all you know and there wasn't a lot of um talking to them but it didn't seem like a negative thing necessarily but I did think it was interesting you know with my idea of um a community and I kind of wondered how that would work uh with parents and other other parents obviously um stepping in because that's my ideal right um just like everybody working together basically and I think that was just interesting that he's like, it didn't really work. (laughs) You know, I still needed my parents. It felt like I had no one instead of feeling like I had everyone. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's great to know. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's not like I'm starting this community or anything, but it's just interesting and it's good to know. Like, that's not how you want to do it in case you want to ever start one. Like, you still got to be a parent. Um, although knowing me, I'd end up being the parent to fucking everybody, <laughs> including the adults. I don't know. That's just kind of my role. But yeah. Um, so this next one, uh, someone asked him about his mom. And she said something that's so, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say interesting. I swear to God, my brain is not letting me think of other words. Uh, so he says, my mom sounds happy every time I talk to her. She's 85 and unfortunately has very little memory left. About a year ago or so, I 
I was on the phone with her and she said, I spent my whole life seeking something out there, learning to try and live in the moment. Now with my memory, I have no choice but to live in the present. All I have is the moment. Ironic. And then she laughed. For me, that is incredibly power, an incredibly powerful statement that speaks to how we're all constantly looking for something else, something more, something new, even though all we really and truly need to be happy is within us. Obviously, that's easy for me to say, but much harder to actually live because of the way our society is structured and the way we're conditioned. I, I, I don't think there's even anything more for me to add to that. I just think that's really interesting, especially as someone who is trying to learn how to live in the moment more, live in the present and not be so much in the past, be so much in the future. That's something you're kind of taught in spirituality in general. And, um, I think it's, I I think that's just a powerful statement. It really is like, it's not necessarily about that. Like, obviously you don't want to spend all your time in, in the past or all your time in the future, but you can't spend all your time in the present either. You know, you have to learn how to just be happy with what is, amazing um this next one i'll go over the question um if they recreated rajneesh rajneesh will you go there again and he says no they have recreated something in india in Pune. I have no desire to be there. To me, the most spiritual thing you can do is be as human as you possibly can be in your daily life. I have no interest in enlightenment, and I certainly have no interest in following anyone like Bhagwan. That was such an interesting statement to me as well. The most spiritual thing you can do is be as human as you possibly can in your daily life. I thought about it a little bit, and I was like, there's gotta be some truth to that there's gotta be because I think that's kind of like what we spiritual like people who are really into spiritual spirituality like I feel like maybe that's ultimately what we're trying to do but we don't understand that yet and it's like break down all this conditioning break down all of this brainwashing all this bullshit and I feel like we kind of seem to think like, oh, it's so I can be the star seed um, and go home or, you know, be be this enlightened guru or whatever, like, you know, whatever the fuck, whatever this big thing is that you're really trying to reach. And it's really that we have to break all that down so we can just be human because we're kind of taught not to be like we're taught to not be emotional we're taught to not care we're taught to not think and that's 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 part of being human like that's very natural like that's why they have to work so hard to strip that from us and I never thought about it that way like I've always kind of thought about it as like yeah getting to that point of of uh in my head is like zero because like 
<laughs> to me, I see it on like a number line, right? And when you're born, you're at zero, which is just your absolute natural self, no conditioning or anything like you're just here. And then like, they just kind of move us to the negative, you know, down the negative line. And the goal is to get back to zero. So then you can start moving up the positive number line, right? That's how I see it in my head. And the, the thought, the idea that it's just to get to zero and be at zero is like, whoa, okay. But yeah, of course. Isn't that the point? Like everything else is just extra for sure. But all we really need to do is kind of just get back to zero and just be our natural selves, our loving, wonderful selves that was just really really deep for something so simple um the next thing i wanted to bring up so i was this is him talking (laughs) i was just talking to my wife about this the process of me answering all these questions is really uncovering for me how complex this whole situation is slash was it's really easy to be a bystander and say oh that what crazy mofos these people were and how can you do anything like that and it's almost as easy for followers of Bhagwan to say oh nobody ever understood us so screw them neither one of those responses really moved the conversation forward or gives a deeper understanding of either side I loved that because I feel like that's what happens for like everything honestly (laughs) like every every conflict we have um in the u.s and everywhere you know everywhere honestly and it's like just this surface arguing no one really gets deeper no one really tries to understand each other you know like i think i talked about this before um on the podcast but you know I don't know we just really have to kind of get a little deeper and really try to understand each other and have this respect for each other this love for each other you know to be able to grow and move because otherwise we're just going to be sitting in place thinking we're right and thinking the other person's stupid and not understanding shit and we're just going to stay right where we are nothing's going to happen there's no progress I mean, when it comes to the argument, when it comes to the discussion, and when it comes to life in general, you know, you can't fucking move forward in life if you're just stuck on what you think should be, and it's, and people disagree with you, and no one knows why the other feels that way, you know? So, the last thing I'll bring up, um... He says, it was incredibly happy when it started. We were happy. As things grow, they require more organization. And that organization is really what enabled it to get as large as it did. But also a large part of what killed it um, because it was no longer honest. When I got there, when I first got there, we had um, a freedom on the ranch that was wonderful. We actually got some time off to enjoy the property, go to the lake, or just relax. The food was amazing, fresh and healthy. And then as it grew, more regulation was put in place. Days off days off work were canceled and the food was not so special anymore. It was still good, but not like in the earlier days. 
but even then we still had lots of fun for the most part. Any community anywhere in the world is going to have its issues, but for a community of this size, I think the internal issues with people were far less crazy than in a similarly similarly sized town somewhere else. <clears throat> But clearly we made clearly we made up for that with the level of crazy that was dealt to the surrounding residents and Oregon itself. I think in general that was just interesting to me because like I said, that's kind of like my dream of what society would be is some that community um, minus all the craziness that happened, <laughs> of course. So it, it just was like, okay so the bigger it gets the more regulations you'll have to have and of course that will be the case and that's kind of where we are as a society a society now where there's just so many regulations that I feel like nobody can be happy nobody can do anything there is no freedom really um as far as I'm concerned that's how I feel anyway um and like even in this perfect idea ideal perfect situation community whatever like there will have to be regulations and how do you how do you deal with that without losing the magic I don't know I know it sounds like I'm gonna make up my own fucking community like I'm not but I don't know this is just stuff that I actually think about uh, pretty often like how do you have this happen you know I'm probably not gonna do it but like how can one do that? Because I would like for that to happen. And I, it just brought up interesting things. Like it kind of pinpointed some 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 things that would need to be figured out before that could ever be implemented. Um, so honestly, that was just for my own interest. <laughs> I just found it cool uh, and, and something to think about. Anyway... Like I said, I feel like I'm kind of on this journey of just learning and opening my mind up more and just being a lot more chill. And I think I went through this period of being kind of militant, um, as militant as I possibly could be, I feel. Uh, Anyway, because I'm going to be pretty chill in general. But, you know, just being like, well, this is what I believe and and now I'm back to this like okay you know like I'm being shown like girl you know like yeah but no (laughs) you know you you gotta be a little more open you gotta be more wiggly you gotta be a little more gray and I always preach be gray stop seeing shit in black and white be gray and I do in general but there's things that get missed and uh it caught up (laughs) it caught up today and I'm thankful for it. I'm really thankful for it. I like to learn and see things from a different perspective. So it's good. Anyway, that's all I kind of have. I just want to kind of share my thoughts on that stuff and in this mind opening that's happening and hopefully open some minds if you are kind of having the same views as well. And um, I love you guys. I will talk to you guys another day if you guys have any questions comments or suggestions feel free to email me at themishmosh at gmail.com and be sure to check out my facebook at mishmosh podcast um i will catch you guys later bye